good morning. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5. The Drive with Tay and Piper. Today, Kyle Tosk takes over the role of Derek Piper. He stays in the same role, so he does double duty while he's here running the board, doing everything technologically speaking while Piper and I just talk. But Pipe's not here today and no word yet. Today was the day we possibly could have a new addition to the Piper family, but no word yet from Derek. So no word for you guys regarding uh, the birth of his new daughter, which uh, I'm anticipating greatly and cannot wait, hopefully, to announce, unless he's just wanting to hog it on Monday. But there again, it is his child. So I guess I would totally understand it if he wanted to go ahead and deliver the news come Monday, as Jimmy Buffett would say. But for right now, no news from Pipes, but uh, he is off today, slacker. At least I, oh wait, no, I just take days off just to have them off. Pipes takes days off to have a baby. That's pretty impressive. Kyle, what's up, buddy? It's Friday, man. It is. And Illinois is a step closer to winning a Big Ten title basketball. (laughs) It's been some insane Big Ten hoops the last couple nights that have impacted the race and have direct ties to what Illinois' chances are. But last night was a crazy game. Let me tell you, we're on the verge. Today is beautiful out. Now, Take advantage of it because we're just starting February and we're not dumb. We've lived here most of our lives or all of our lives, and we understand that colder weather, harsher weather will come along probably in February, and March anymore is just ridiculous. So we're still a couple months probably from being out of the woods, but certainly beautiful weather right now and I think for the next few days unless I miss something and a blizzard's coming tomorrow. But certainly – in these kind of uh, these dark days of winter, Kyle, when it's dark and it's just you're just fighting for sun to come out. When you get to be an old man like I am, you you fight just wanting to go to bed. I mean, it's it's horrible. It's just it's it's a terrible thing. You telling me you didn't see the end of no, this no, no, game? No, no, no. So here's what I did. So last night I was like, I thought this game started like at six. So I was like, I had eaten, I had gotten some stuff done plop down on the recliner i'm like here we go and then it was like countdown to tip off an hour and 40 minutes i'm like what so i had to will myself to stay not up until 7 30 but i was like oh man that means i'm going to be watching this thing to like 9 30 so then as the game went on I, I got i was just more and more awake like by the time it ended i was like ready to stay up till midnight which is bad and luckily, I went right to bed. But it was funny because then, not only that, but then it goes to OT, and you're like, ah. But as you started watching that game in the first half especially, Wisconsin came out and just absolutely destroyed Nebraska early in that game. They were doing whatever they wanted on the offensive end. Nebraska could not make a shot. Tominaga was like 0 for 4 from 3. None of the Nebraska players were, were doing really anything. And Wisconsin jumped out to this huge lead in case you didn't see it. But then they said, I think, was that Big Ten Network that was doing the game, I believe? Yes. They made the, they made the comment that, now, don't forget, last year when these, te- these two teams met in Nebraska, in Lincoln, the same thing basically happened, and Nebraska came back and won the game. Was that in overtime last year, too? I don't think so. It might have been. I don't know. I just know it was another it was big crazy. second half comeback. I'll look that up. I think they were... I can't remember what exact. I think they were down like 22 last night. It was like the same almost exact score from last season that Nebraska came back and won that. And even before half, Nebraska kind of cut into the lead, but then Wisconsin kind of did a couple of things late. A.J. Storr was incredible in that game again. Now, he took some really bad shots that I think cost Wisconsin, but certainly early on, he scored the first 10 points of the game for the Badgers. And it's like, oh, my, he's he's emerged so for the first time, they said last night, for the first time in his career, he scored 20 points back-to-back because I know he's had two big games. But then in that second half, here comes Nebraska. And C.J. Wilcher, who comes off the bench for the Huskers, he was just lights out. And he's certainly had games like that all season where he's got the ability to come in and do the old – now, you wouldn't know this name. Your dad would. He would do the old Vinnie Johnson from the old Detroit Pistons. They called him microwave because he could come in and just heat up immediately. And C.J. Wilcher was doing that for Nebraska. And then you had a stretch where he and Max Klesmet were just going back-to-back trading buckets and trading barbs. I mean, they were going at it. And it it was fun to see. I mean, Wilcher made a shot on one end and made sure Klesmet and everybody – 
that could hear him knew exactly how pumped up he was. And then Klesmet comes down and knocks down a three right in front of. What the- are we doing with Max Klesmet? <laughs> I mean, where, I where did this guy come from? He's from Neha, I think, Wisconsin. Nina or something. N-E-E-N-A-H, of I think. Course. You, so- you expect that, like, A.J. Store we knew was <laughs> right. going to be a good addition. High, highly rated recruit. We know Tyler Wall, Hepburn. Yeah. Where where did Max Klesmet enter the picture as a guy who's now scoring twenty eight points and it's carrying crazy. Wisconsin with these hot stretches? I thought he was going to win him another game last yeah. night. He had like seven straight points it's right, right after Nebraska tied it. It's funny so one of a one of the guys in our Big Ten fantasy league he's got Klesmet as his number one sub, and when they made the announcement that Doug McDaniel was going to miss all the road games, this guy uh, was was ticked off right and he. Sends an email out to all the other owners. He's like, stupid Michigan and blah, blah, blah. And I made the, I sent an email back to him. I'm like, dude, you might want to play Klesman. Like, he, because I think he had just gone off for like 28, like two nights earlier. And since then, the kid's been unstoppable for Wisconsin. It is kind of funny. Stephen Crowell leads him usually in rebounding. And I think last night had like 13, but he doesn't do anything offensively. And Tyler Wall has almost regressed. Yeah. With his game, although he's still good, don't get me wrong, he's still a pretty good player, and he's a guy that you could uh, you can trust to be there and give you valuable minutes every game for Wisconsin, but he's kind of gone down a little bit as well. But Wisconsin's just a very – they're a deep team, and they all share the ball. I mean, Chucky Hepburn, who was getting booed every time he touched it, and finally I'm like, he's got to be from somewhere around there, and I Googled it, and sure enough, yep, he was from Omaha – or he is from Omaha, Nebraska, so he was the – player of the year in Nebraska but shunned the Cornhuskers to go to Wisconsin and so every time he returns there's a little bit of a storyline there but the long story short Kyle that second half Wiltshire caught fire Wisconsin finally started missing a little bit and then Rink Mast started catching fire he hit like two threes late in that game he had one that was really deep uh it, it like Four feet beyond the top of the key, the little sidestep, yeah, three where it's like it looked goodness. like the possession was broken. He's I totally out agree. Sidestep three over t- Stephen Crowell or whoever it was. I mean, <laughs> was well, my goodness, he's a pretty good player, and he he's is. a guy that. Uh, so when I went, to, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you kind of uh, give me your thoughts on now how it changes the complexion for the Fighting Illini. But when I went to bed after that game, you know, these are kind of the things that I think about, and I'm like, all right, so how is Illinois matching up? with Wisconsin when it comes to Sunday's match is that a two o'clock game you mean Purdue how's Wisconsin Purdue matchup or no I'm sorry or Illinois I'm matchup sorry, with Nebraska Nebraska, Nebraska my yes. fault that was totally my fault gotcha. uh how when Nebraska comes here yeah because the next thing for Wisconsin is Purdue right on Saturday Sunday oh it is Sunday so yep. Illinois and Purdue that both those games are on Sunday that's good watching that, that that's that's taking the place of NFL football for a weekend and I'm okay with that to be able to sit down and have something to watch on Sunday. But when I started thinking of Nebraska, I started thinking, okay, who's checking rink masks? Because he can take you outside. I assume that's going to be Coleman. Yep. And then the the big guy with the long hair, I can't think of his name. Josiah Alec. Alec, yeah. I assume he's a Gary A guy on the matchup. I I would think that maybe Shannon would would maybe check – well, Wiltshire when he comes in – but possibly Williams, who's yes. kind of a bigger-bodied guard. Uh, I don't know, is Ty the one that's going to have be- somebody having to chase Tominaga <laughs> off of 870 screens I mean, all game? I don't know who that is. I, is that Shannon? That might be Terrence, because he did a nice job of that. I know a kid from Oakland came in like early mm. in the year, and they, they did some similar things. Terrence did a nice job. He, he might do that. Because he's long. Like, you know, he's got pretty good wingspan, too. And, and I think he can – I just think he can run more, yes. if you will, than Ty. But that's not saying Ty's not in great shape. In fact, probably really good shape, obviously. But Justin Harmon probably gets a little yeah, of that Harman assignment. Yeah, Harmon would get him a little bit. I mean, he's – Tominaga is kind of perfect for Harmon because they're both – you know, Tominaga is not very tall. Harmon, of course, is 6'4". You think he's short. When you look out there, it's like, who's the short dude? He's 6'4". I mean, he's like four inches taller than me, and he's considered like the short dude on the court. That's what's crazy about sports anymore. But I I just was thinking, like, how does Illinois check this? So tell me now what this does with Nebraska winning that game. And we've got some stuff from Fred Hoiberg as they kind of stormed the court last night. 
with the victory. I thought they did it pretty pretty well. They didn't like it wasn't a crazy attack. It was kind of yeah. like they all walked out there and kind of took their time. Maybe Matt Painter Matt Painter would be proud of <laughs> right. last night's court storm. Maybe Matt's having an effect saying this could hurt people or maybe they saw the Caitlin Clark thing even though she flopped. Uh, and, and just decided, hey, let's don't let's don't run over anybody. I worried about Chucky Hepburn, you know, like somebody going take that. But uh, what does it do now for Illinois and the idea that if, if they're chasing for a Big Ten title, obviously we went into the week thinking, boy, if Wisconsin would lose to Purdue, that's going to at least get us a little bit closer to Wisconsin. And then we said, what if Nebraska? And sure enough, they did that. So what does this look like now when it comes to Illinois and the Big Ten standings? It's big because Wisconsin just refused to lose for a little while. They there. They sat at one loss. Illinois is at three currently. So you were trailing both Wisconsin and Purdue. Now Wisconsin and Purdue both have two losses. They play Sunday. So you're going to be even with one of those teams tied for second, assuming you beat Nebraska. you right. got to beat Nebraska at home. But assuming you take care of business there, go to eight and three, you're now going to be even in the loss column with either Purdue okay. or Wisconsin. The other one will have a one-game lead. I think if you're an Illinois fan, you should be rooting for Wisconsin to win Sunday against Purdue just because I think they're more vulnerable than Purdue is throughout the rest of the schedule. Either way, you're going to have to beat those two teams in March. You're going to get your crack at them. I would say I'd be rooting for Wisconsin just because I think getting Purdue that third loss is going to be important because I don't think Purdue's just less vulnerable against some of these middling teams. I think Wisconsin could take another unexpected loss somewhere. But it it, it brings you on level with both those teams, and it it definitely gets you in that mode like, okay, we can can feel like we're right in this now. We're not trailing by two games. Wisconsin's not pulling away. That was a big loss because all of a sudden it really is going to be a three-team race. Yeah, no, without a doubt. It's funny. Lindy said, hey, I'm 6'2", Harmon's shorter than me. Uh, he's listed at 6'4", so Lindy would know. I mean, he's down there and such. But uh, but certainly uh, he is listed at 6'4", out there, so we'll see. Matt also on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line said, thank goodness we don't play at Nebraska. Who would have thought that's like a I huge know. break on your schedule to not have to go to Lincoln this year? Amen, and I think we discussed that earlier this week because I couldn't remember what we were doing. So the rest of the year when it comes to Wisconsin and Purdue, you get Purdue here uh, before the end of the season. That's really late in the season and then also you go to Wisconsin. So those are the that's the look at what you're you only play Wisconsin once, you you do play Purdue twice and uh and so really of the top 5 in the Big 10, the duo teams you play would be what Purdue and Nebraska right now and then I'm sorry, you don't Northwestern. Play yeah, sorry. Northwestern. And then the ones you play once would be uh Wisconsin and Nebraska and of course Nebraska comes here Sunday, you go to Wisconsin and then, uh, obviously, Purdue at home before you go to, I think, Iowa, right, to close things out. So, listen, I, I, it's one of those where I'm a big Big Ten championship kind of guy. I love that stuff. I love hanging banners. I think it's cool, and I would love for recruits and fans of other teams to come to State Farm Center and look up in the rafters and see a lot of Big Ten championships. Obviously, you want the Final Fours, and obviously, eventually, you want that national championship, but I'm a big fan of the banners. But I really hadn't let myself kind of fall into the idea that Illinois could win a Big Ten this year, and I think I said that earlier this week with the idea that Number one, Purdue, I just thought was untouchable this season. I didn't think anybody would be able to take them down. Little did I know Northwestern is their kryptonite and nearly did it twice. And then the way Wisconsin just sprinted out of the gates ahead of everyone, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, this could be bad. Look, that's a good Wisconsin team. They're deep. They've got the ability to hurt you in a lot of different ways. But certainly that was a huge win for, uh, for Nebraska. And now they have to come on the road to face Illinois. And my old radio partner, Mike Carpenter, always used to – he was always the guy that said, I'd rather play a team after a big win. I was just saying this to Pipes yep. yesterday. I always think that way about what's the spot <laughs> look like, what's the mental state of exactly. the next opponent look like. I hope they're coming in off a huge win. <laughs> if they lose, I'm going to be all concerned about, oh, they're due. They're not going to shoot that poorly again. It's funny how that is. It's I funny think how about we trick that ourselves. way too much. And, 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 in the, and, and it really, I think if you sat down with a therapist – 
he or she may convince you that you'd rather play a team that's down on their luck than a team that is feeling good about right. themselves coming off a, uh, a lot of points and a big win over Wisconsin for Nebraska. But, you know, things are so different when it comes to the road in the Big Ten. And really, we say the Big Ten. That's any conference. And so we know that it's going to be an uphill battle, I think, for Nebraska come Sunday, especially with a full-throttle Illinois team with Shannon back and starting to play like he can. So, But, again, I never kind of let myself get into that thought of Illinois winning a Big Ten championship. Now I do. Have you, this whole season, thought to yourself, you know what, this team could still win a Big Ten title? Or did you just kind of think, eh, let's just play for a nice two or three seed in the NCAA tournament and move on? I definitely thought about it before Shannon was suspended. And I, I even was thinking about it more so until that Maryland loss at home is when I kind of shifted my focus. That's good point. I'm like, if you win the Big Ten, you probably don't lose that game. Now, yep. they might get a chance here still. It's going to come down to obviously how you perform against Wisconsin and Purdue. But Wisconsin losing last night, Purdue taking one more loss. I've started to – yeah. It's in the back of my mind. I'm not. It's not going to be the the goal of the season for right, me. But right, if Illinois gets on a little run here in February and and keeps pace, it's going to get real for sure. What's next for Illinois? You've got Nebraska at home on Sunday, and then a week off to face Michigan State. Right next that's Saturday, right. I believe that's a Saturday game at East Lansing. What falls after that? You get Michigan at home, so okay, Doug like McDaniel that. will not be coming on that trip. <laughs> then you go at Maryland, so oh boy, House of Horrors for well, Brad we're Underwood, new, right? According to us, the- <laughs> better get some revenge. I mean, if that if it comes down to that Maryland home loss being the difference between winning a conference, oh. you better pay him some revenge in their building. You get Penn State on the road after that, then you get Iowa at home, okay. Minnesota at home, and then you start your. Final three at Wisconsin, Purdue at Iowa. Okay. So Maryland on the road, Michigan State on the road are a couple of big ones. Now, obviously, if you can get that Michigan State win and sandwich that with two home wins against Nebraska and Michigan, Michigan, then you know, you're setting pretty, right? You'd be what, eleven and three? That'd put you at ten and three. Ten and three. Okay. Heading into that Maryland game. And then the Maryland game. All right. And that Penn State game on the road could be interesting. It is. They're they're not terrible. No, and, like, and they got some good guards. They do beat Wisconsin there. Clary and Ace Baldwin are both igniters, and Wahab has done better. He's not much of an offensive threat. He's just a big dude underneath. But Illinois should take care of business against Penn State. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, that's what we said last year too, right? But <laughs> Jalen Pickett's not walking out of that locker room. <laughs> thankfully, that's exactly. Illinois right. has the Jalen Pickett this time. Yeah. We'll see if they like it. <laughs> We'll booty ball you to death. Well, as mentioned, though, last night, and, and if you didn't see it, get a chance to go back and especially watch the second half of that comeback and then overtime for Nebraska beating Wisconsin. Fred Hoiberg, we uh, have some sound from Fred Hoiberg. I believe this is courtesy of the Big Ten Network probably, but um, this is a, a huge win for not only Nebraska because it really kind of sets them up. That was a team that I know – on bracketology was essentially in the playing in the play-in games. So still had him had that team in the tournament, but yet they were right teetering. And I think a win over number six, Wisconsin, obviously that helps that it's at home, but um, in other words, it would help more if it was at Wisconsin, but certainly it's a good win on your resume for Nebraska. So I would say they're kind of firmly now in that eight or nine spot, if you will, but, of course, anything can happen. And, of course, coming to Champaign's not going to be fun, I don't think. I hope not for Nebraska. But still, a big win last night. And I know Fred Hoiberg even said after the game, I don't know how we did it. He was asked, you know, how, how did you guys do this? He's like, I don't know. He's like, because that's not an easy team to come back on. And I'm probably spitting out exactly what he's going to say in this, uh, in this postgame. But here is Nebraska coach Fred Hoiberg after a huge win for the Huskers last night. Well, you know, the first half, I thought I thought I really did think we had some good looks that we didn't knock down. Casey had three of them, and he's not going to miss those very often. Yeah, listen, Wisconsin's a really, really good team. That had a lot to do with it. Is the the role and the rhythm that they're in offensively? They're they're just an absolute machine, and you know what they do defensively. That's that's always been their calling card, and it's a hard team to come back on. And when you're down as many as we were, 19. The one thing I did talk about at halftime is we got down 17 in the second half last year, and we found a way 
uh, to come back and win that one, I think also in overtime. But it was great to have Juwan back on the floor. We played the big lineup. I thought that gave us some good defensive pop with, uh, with Juwan at the three and uh, Rank at the five and, and Joe at the four. And CJ, you know, just can't say enough about him and what he did coming off, the confidence that he's playing with, the job that our guys did executing the plays that we ran to get try to get CJ open, which is really hard to do, especially against Klesman and against Chucky. Those guys are so good staying attached, and it's really hard to free up. And then when CJ got gas, we went to Rank, and Rank stepped up. You know, I thought his shot looked good first half. I think he had two or three of them that hit every part of the rim and bounced out. And it, Rink's credit, he kept he kept shooting. Um, but, you know, just our bench with Juwan, with, uh, I thought Sam gave us really good defensive minutes and, and had really good energy uh, out there as well. And, you know, obviously CJ scoring 22. So just a, a huge win for us. We know what we got coming up on the road with, uh, with two really, really good teams. And uh, we knew the importance of this. So I'm proud of the guys for finding a way to dig in and come back when things were not looking good. Yeah, that is exactly right. And, and Fred Hoiberg, again, that's a big win for the rest of the Big Ten. And, of course, a big win for Nebraska as well as they go hunting for a berth in the NCAA tournament. I guess when you look at it now, Kyle, you've got an Illini team that finally got some rest. They had two days off. I think they're back at it today, and obviously probably today and tomorrow as they gear up for uh, the game against Nebraska at home. So that is something that uh, you got to get a team that finally is due a break, and now you got to get them rolling again. I don't think that'll be a problem for this Illinois team, though. Uh, I'm sure they enjoyed the couple of days off. I knew Luke Goody was excited to have a couple of days off just to meet his professors. He said, that's, that's the funny thing. Uh, but, but I'm sure this team needed it, and now they can kind of get a little bit of a freshness as they go into the game Sunday, and then, of course, an entire week off next week. That's going to stink, though, you know, as a fan. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, you get used to the midweek again? games. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, we're not playing again. Um, what, what would you like to see Illinois work on before they get Nebraska here? Was there anything that was kind of glaring to you? Obviously, they, uh, played against Indiana and, and, and had kind of a eh, kind of win. And then I can't remember then the next victory they had after Indiana. Was that – was it – At Ohio State. At Ohio State, that's right, where they just kind of took care of business, which was awesome. So, was there anything in your mind that you were hoping that Illinois can maybe, maybe get cleared up here before this game Sunday? I think defensively they need to take some steps forward. They've, they've dropped off a little bit on the defensive front. Now you're facing a team that has really lit it up at times. I know on the road they've been a different yeah, offense. That's a good point. But they got a lot of shooters on that team, and obviously you're going to have to chase Tominaga around and got Wiltshire coming off a game where he had 22 points, and, and obviously Mask presents some problems offensively. So just as a team, I think, Illinois needs to be better on defense. I think that's something that if you know Brad Underwood, that's been, been yep. a focus here during this time. And, uh, and just in general, like more energy in these home games. Like I agree. Indiana, you come out flat in that game. Obviously, you had Maryland early in the year. Even Michigan State, who's a team that hasn't played well on the road. It seems like throughout college basketball, you've seen teams just dominate on their home floor. Illinois has played in some tight kind of flat games at home, and I'd, I'd like to see them come out with a ton of energy and really take it to Nebraska coming off that big win. I just, in general, I think Illinois at home this year hasn't played quite as well as most of the conference has. Would agree. I would totally agree, and you're the one that's at the games, and you can feel that a lot more than me, but I always blamed it on just being a Sunday afternoon, kind of that lazy yeah. Sunday, but then you played Indiana on a Saturday – and it, you weren't exactly, you know, lighting it up when it came to that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll get it done. And, and you, you nailed it right there with defense. I think this Illinois team prides itself on defense. Obviously, I, I believe if the numbers like Pipe spit out the other day, they're like fifth in the country efficiency-wise offensively. This should be a good defensive team, especially with Terrence Shannon back. And I felt like when you were going strong with Shannon, it was a really good defensive team. But – you're kind of fighting to get back to that spot. And I don't know if it's the Kevin Willard effect when you played Maryland and they figured out kind of a reason to attack Coleman down underneath. And I'm not certainly not putting Coleman out here alone in terms of saying that he's struggling defensively. But that certainly worked. And it has now worked with Julian Reese and a couple of others against – you were lucky you didn't face Khalil Ware 
for Indiana because I think he could have been a really tough battle for Coleman Hawkins. Oh, Renew was without well, him. Renew, yeah, so, right. Even without him. If he had both those guys, you were going to be in trouble. <laughs> what, Renew had 28, I believe, in, in that in that game. The next game he got hurt, and he then did. Ware went off for like 22 or 24. So it's it'll be interesting to see. And again, ever since that Maryland game, when Willard did that with his big man, uh, uh, Reese, Julian Reese, basically keeping Coleman there on the post that has kind of been a copycat league for teams since then and it's really kind of worked against Illinois now Illinois has still been able to win the majority of the games but certainly defensively they they have not looked as sharp as they were early this season all right earlier this was that last week no it was earlier this week it was last week. it was last week there were some uh there's some new transfers for Illinois football and we haven't had a chance to play all of that, and we, we don't have all of them, but we've got a couple. Cole Rusk, who's a young man, he's a 6'6", 250 tight end. And when you think about that tight end spot with Tip Ryman leaving to go to the uh, hopefully the NFL for him, but that's going to open up a big spot there on this uh, on this squad. Now, you've got some other guys that can come in and still play tight end, obviously, for Illinois, but it'd be nice to get someone that can come in and have an impact. And Cole Rusk, who had spent a couple of years, yeah, I think he started at Eastern Michigan and then, then spent a couple of years at Murray State. He's the guy that could come in and maybe do some damage for you. I think he's got two years of eligibility left for you. And also another guy, Kevin Wigginton, who was the big offensive lineman from Michigan State. He's a kid that uh, should be able to help you along with J.C. Davis. Two guys that should probably start on that line for Illinois when it comes to uh, the offensive line. So we'll hear from both of those guys. They had a chance to meet with the media and uh, give their thoughts on joining the Fighting Illini. We'll do that uh, when we come back. You can always reach us on the U of I line and link text line. That's 359-2255, 217-359-2255. Hans D is in the house. So we will have who you got for next hour. He'll join us next hour. We can chat some Illini basketball as we get ready for Nebraska on Sunday and do a little who you got as we finish things up. But let's get to a break now and come back. Here's some Illini football news. We'll do it next. It is The Drive. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all-meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products backed by the best warranties in the business and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows, and doors. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com and let's get started on your project. BMW, Buick, GMC, Honda, and Subaru. Welcome to Sarah Champagne. We can handle all your car repairs on site, including paintless dent repair, bumpers, windshields, everything in between. We have an amazing selection of new or pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Shop from home and buy online or reserve your vehicle before it hits our website or dealership. Sarah Champagne is home of the Sarah One Price Promise, delivering an honest and transparent buying experience. Hurry in or shop online at sarahchampagne.com. With the leaves and temperatures beginning to fall, it's time to make sure those furnaces are in great running order. Get that furnace tuned up so it doesn't let you down on the cold nights. Dogtown is the people's choice number one HVAC company again in 2023. Ask about the current 0% financing offer on all Lennox high comfort systems and single component units for qualifying applicants. The number is 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air and Plumbing, your home's best friend. This is a familiar sound in Illinois. Cold snap grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm. The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an Outback, Forester, Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. 
standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going, no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. Route 45 in Savoy or online at sarahsubaruchampagne.com. Get ready to hit the road with confidence wherever your journey takes you. Clay Dooley Tire and Auto is here for all of your tire needs. Whether you're navigating the city streets or setting off on your next road trip, Clay Dooley has the perfect tires to keep your vehicle rolling smoothly. Find a great set of tires that fits your budget, plus take advantage of flexible financing options. Get the tires you need now and pay over time. Visit the Champagne location or call 352-4286 to talk to a tire expert today. Relax. Always happy to honor our law enforcement. Colby Wright is with the University of Illinois Police. What, drone unit, Colby? Yeah. Is that new? It is. We've only had it for a few months now. It's not new in law enforcement in general, but in Illinois and in this area, it's a pretty new concept. So what do you do as a drone officer? I had to go through uh, quite a bit of training and pass a test with the FAA. FAA. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I had to get my license. And uh, there's several things we can use the drones for. We train a lot, and we can use them to, like, monitor large events, which, Mm. you know, there's a lot of that around campus campus for search and rescue missions, uh, finding you know suspects that might flee from us, maybe hiding in the woods or in a backyard or something like that. We also have indoor drones where we can send them inside a building where there may be a dangerous situation. We mm. can send the drone inside before we send in an officer. If you can send in a machine instead of a person first, that's always a win. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. 435120 It is the drive ESPN Radio 935 the drive would say in Piper Derek off today they're making progress I'll put it that way I got a text from Derek they're making progress Haley is on their new addition to the Piper household a daughter so he will let us know when that happens if we hear something here in the next hour and a half Hans D what's up buddy what's up he is here in the house Kyle Tosk here as well Hans you're a golfer I wanted to bring up this golf news about Illinois. Of course, D.A. Points, the former Illini golfer that is from Pekin, Illinois, and of course has spent many years on the PGA Tour, he struck first when his first um, PGA Championship title, PGA Tour title, excuse me, not championship, won in 2011. He won the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. He teamed up with Bill Murray back then, which was funny. He also went on to win the Shell Houston Open in 2013. So DA Points, a local product, if you will, from Pekin that played at Illinois, has won twice on the PGA Tour. I also forgot about this. In 1996, DA lost to Tiger Woods in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Amateur. Jeez. How about that, huh? Probably at the time, you're like, who's this dude? Yeah. Oh, that's just going to be maybe the best <laughs> player that's ever played the game. I say maybe because I'm still a Nicholas backer on that with all the uh, majors and a lot of seconds, but that's a fight for another day. Uh, but the good news here is why I'm bringing this up is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am now being played. Um, and I said they're back in the lower 48 now. They kind of they start in Hawaii, and then they kind of get back mm-hmm. to the continental United States, if you will. But I said, why do they call it the lower 48? Like, Hans, if I'm correct here, and you're uh, you, you now as a pilot have to kind of understand geography, isn't Hawaii like, and it's Hawaii, isn't it's it? Hawaii actually. Oh, Hawaii, is that how you say no, it? I'm kidding. Hawaii. 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 
I'm kidding. But they, <laughs> it's like lower than the rest of the United States. Yeah, I'm going to look this up. It's really like further too. south, right, than, uh, than what yeah. you, I mean, I don't understand. So why do we call the 48 the lower? I said Hawaii didn't care. Someone in Alaska probably invented the term. Probably. See, Alaska, they got issues because it's cold and it's beautiful, but it's cold and they're just like, they, you know, they're like, we want a kind of a seclusion a little bit and blah, blah, blah. But like Hawaii's, they don't care. It's no. just beautiful there. And yeah. they're like, don't bother us. Yeah, whatever. We're good to go here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, anyway, at the AT&T Pebble Beach, Thomas Dietrich, the former Illini, is right now through 12 holes today. He's four under today, 13 under for the tournament, has a three-shot lead. So far at the AT&T Pebble Beach, which is cool. Nick Hardy, another Illini in this, he is plus one overall. So he's pretty deep down in the field. But uh, you've got, is it Aberg or Auberg? I don't know if I know him. No, I don't know him either. And second, and then you got Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, all yeah. right behind at 10 under, 9 under, and 8 under. So Dietrich's got some... Heavy hitters yeah, that are right cool. behind him coming up uh, coming up the stretch here. So we'll see how it works for Thomas Dietrich. But again, through 12, he has a three-shot lead at the AT&T Pebble Beach, which would be awesome to see an Illini golfer win that event Absolutely. again. That would be very cool. So it'll be nice. Where you? I heard, are you flying to San Francisco? Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, yeah. When is that? Next week at some point. Where's the Super Bowl being played? Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. It's in Vegas. Yeah. Are you going to like stop over? <laughs> Just swing in for a quick quick touchdown? Yeah, right. Yeah. I excuse the pun, but like you're going to touch the plane down and like... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah? But I'm ching. So you go San Francisco. Have you ever been flown into San Francisco? No, but it looks really cool. What's the biggest airport you've flown into? Um, I've flown into Atlanta, actually. Ooh. Yeah. That's a big hub. Yeah, it is. But we avoid it all by landing... Kind of north of the airport. You're special. You're like a yeah. private plane. Yeah. And yeah. You don't have to go with all those no. normal people like us. <laughs> You're like, oh, look at all those little normal planes flying into that one spot. We get to land over here. Yeah. yeah. So no LaGuardia or? Uh, I've flown into Dulles. Not oh, okay. LaGuardia yet, though. Um, O'Hare? No, not yet. What's that like when you're approaching Atlanta with 5,000 planes in the air around you? Not too bad. It isn't? No. It's just everyone follows procedures. Yeah. We're how all much? At, yeah. How much are you depending on the? What's the dude I'm thinking of? That's the that's in there like landing you. That's I mean, in the tower. Are we talking, oh, ATC, I, or the captain, or well, there seems to be a, a more common name for a guy that like is the one like directing talking, the flights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. ATC, air traffic control. Oh, there you go. Yeah, See, yeah. you're throwing out the cool. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, what the hell is ATC? I've done this is that like a frat at Illinois? <laughs> I don't know about. I don't know this I don't know this fraternity. Uh, okay, air traffic controller. That's what yeah. I couldn't think of. So how how much do you rely on them? I mean, they're your eye in Quite the sky, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but when we're so close to the airport, usually everyone's following procedures okay. to get in and out. And so we kind of know, I mean, we're not too worried about right. the other big guys, but we are worried about those little Cessnas that are flying uh, around. Yeah. Maybe just a private pilot with a hundred hours. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Bob from Tulsa who, who struck it rich with gold. <laughs> now he flies the Cessna. Yeah. And he doesn't talk on the comms or anything <laughs> right. like that. So He's then own... we don't know where he is. <laughs> Where's Bob? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Well, Bob. he just cut in front of us. <laughs> he didn't even use his turn signal. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Uh, no turn signals on a plane, correct? No. Okay. No. Unfortunately not. <laughs> you just kind of bank right a little bit, and they yeah. know, oh, well, they must be going right here. Yeah. Uh, well, that would be interesting. Like, I can't imagine, like, just landing a plane, number one, but then going into a crowded airport and having to do that. That would kind of freak. That kind of mess I was me. stressed out about it at first, but it's really You're not getting too it, bad. man. You're becoming a professional. I guess so, I'm giving you a few more hours before you're cruising me above champagne. No, I'm kidding. I'm, 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 Soon. I'm ready. We'll do it. I'm ready to cruise champagne. Can we do the show from up there? Can you make a cell call? You can call, call in. Yeah. I can? Yeah. I wonder. We just have to stay kind of low. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, the plane's starting to shake a little. I probably <laughs> ought to. I've always been told to put it on airplane mode, but for some reason I'm talking. And we're starting to <laughs> weave in between the wind turbines, but. <laughs> 
I probably ought to let you guys go. Uh, big news for Derek Piper maybe today. Yep. With the new baby. So, but we haven't heard anything yet. No, so not. we're going to wait for that. By All the right. way, yes. Hawaii is like in line with Cuba. Okay. In terms of how south it is. So it's wow. south of Florida and uh, and Texas. So we are, should be the middle 48. Yeah, we really should be. Really, Nebraska's above us, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and and Hawaii is below us. The so. southern one, and yeah. Alaska's the northern one. The northern one. Yeah. So we should be kind of the middle 40. Is that maybe maybe they call us that? Yeah, let's start it. Let's do, We'll start that. We'll start it here. All right, Kyle's getting nervous because we've got 15 minutes of uh, interviews to play, and we've, we've only got 14 minutes left this hour. Uh, let's do this. Let's hear from the tight end from transferring in from Murray State, and this is the young man, uh, and I reached out, is it Cole Rusk? Yes. Cole Rusk. All right. He had a chance to meet with the media. He might be your starting tight end next year for Illinois. Here's Cole Rusk. Sitting here, and she was like, hey, if you get my son's jersey number, like if you, uh, I'll have him sign after the game. So after the game, got to go down in the locker room, um, and, you know, that's every little kid's dream. And uh, Mattel signed my jersey, and I was just, I wore that jersey to every holiday, everything that you could ever wear. His number? Yeah, yeah. I, I got the number five jersey, and he signed it, and uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, but I wore that jersey all the time. It was my favorite. He's gone now. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know where it's at now, but I got pictures in it and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's still in the Yep, yep. The whole Rust family kind of Yeah, yeah. Throughout, like, Geneseo and uh, the Quad cities yep all around there have you got to know the rest of the guys in the tight end room yeah pretty well yeah no i've I've been meeting them we got a great group of guys um i think that all together i mean we'll have a pretty good room um and so i I can't wait to work with these guys you know on the field but in the weight room it's been awesome they've been pushing me and they're really they're really great what do you think skill wise what what do you add to the group yeah no i i uh i think i can uh help you know in the, in, in the room and make an impact um, and just like the rest of them kind of uh, I, I think we all kind of our games all kind of come, to, come together in the right way like the right way um, people always say like tight ends the one and two but I think the tight end room is so much deeper than the top two and stuff like that and I, I think that we'll be able to have a really good room Ideally, at the position, like you like a guy who can be an inline yeah. blocker type, and also maybe spread out a little yeah. bit. Do you, do you bring both of those to the table? Yeah, no, I think that with the way that my game's developed, um, I think that I'm continue to working on things, obviously like that. But I think that I can be a big time playmaker. Who are, the, who are the tight ends you like to watch? Cole? Yeah, no, I uh, I like Isaiah Likely. I like Mark Andrews. Like just the Ravens guys. Um, I also like. Uh, I mean, your George Kittle. I mean, he's a beast. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like those guys. Um, Kelsey's obviously fun to watch. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, that, that duo is really fun to watch. So. Feels like you add something maybe a little bit different to that tight end room. Like, what is the staff? What do you think you can provide for this team yeah, in no, that position? I just want to make plays. I want to win. Um, however that may be, I just want to win so bad. Uh, I, I'm coming here to win, and, and I want to, you know, give the fans and give everyone a chance to win. That's what I want to do. Anything different uh, as far as winter workouts go between – here in Illinois and what you experienced in Oh, yeah, no, it's been great working. These guys are pushing us. Um, I think just the, the resources and everything we got here is unbelievable. The nutrition, um, uh, she's, she's unbelievable. Uh, it, it's just all been great. The staff has been unbelievable. The training room has been so so great. I know Coach Bielma kind of prioritized you. Uh, what was that like to, for the head coach to kind of be one of the first to reach yeah. out and then take an action? Yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, as I don't know it was just unreal because that's the dream like I've always waited to hear that call and when so when he called me and gave me that offer I I mean I literally was just like blown away um I still walking into the building today it's it's I'm just so grateful and so blessed Uh, I I just I can't give enough thanks to to God because I just I did I never would have thought that I would have got here um this way so it's been unreal did you hear from a lot of head coaches like is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I talked to head coaches after, like you know, someone would offer me, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure if. Uh, I think maybe a couple other, but not many head coaches were the ones calling me. You know, just to say, hey, offer, because you know, the portal's like speed dating, so it's kind of quick. So, but yeah, no. What um, what's it been like to live? I know this is kind of a yeah. Years. What's it yeah. been like to live? It's just been years? like grateful. I mean, I really come in this building with a smile every day. Like, I, I know that there's other uh, Illinois kids in, in, in this, but and I I bet they feel the same way. But I mean, I really like 
I can't stress it enough that it's just been so great. Um, I, I get to come play for the place that I always wanted to. I get to live out a dream every single day, and I'm just so blessed to do that. Do you ever have like moments? Was there like a moment that stood out to you? Yeah, no. Like I mean, I just I catch myself even in the weight room. Like we we ran uh, routes uh, the other day, and it's just like I'm running routes and playing catch. You know, just going back to the good old days, and I'm just catching balls from the quarterbacks. That I mean, it's just that's what I always dreamed of. Was I went to that indoor. Um, and there was like players working out when I was really little, and I just always was like, man, I want to work out in here. I want to be a part of this. And so now to be a part of that is awesome. Is building a rapport with Luke and those quarterbacks? Is that yeah. really key for you guys? Uh, yeah, me and Luke, uh, Luke came up to me in my first class, my first co- college class ever here, and I had no idea who he was. Like, I, he caught me off guard, and he's like, oh, I'm Luke. And I was like, oh, man, nice to meet you. So we've been uh, hanging out, getting food and stuff like that. It's been really fun, and all the, all the other guys are great too. Which of you had a chance to delve into, into the playbook? Yeah. You doing a crash course in the yeah 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 no we've been we've been uh getting into it uh, a little bit and stuff like that um obviously not just like full blown but um just day by day you know meeting with uh max rosenthal the tight end ga and it's been great that is cole rusk he's a new tight end commit for illinois 66250 he will come in i, I like how luke Altmeyer just goes up before class. He's like, "Hey, I'm I'm the quarterback at Illinois." It's like you, you ought to you you better know the big man on campus, man. You got to know who Luke is. So uh, good stuff with Cole. Sounds like a fun kid to watch develop for uh, Illinois. I know on the U of I line line of like text line, Brian and Mattoon looks like Illinois football needs to strike gold in Mount Zion with receiver. Uh, that's Braden Trimble, I believe is his name, and now the tight end J.C. Anderson. Uh, yes, Trimble is a really really good wide receiver that Illinois is in on a lot of offers for him. J.C. Anderson is kind of cool. His mom, Becky Clayton, was one of the, if not the best basketball player ever at Sullivan. And they won the state with Becky when she was in high school. And then uh, her and Jeff, who is a, he's a Saluki, big tall guy. They're both tall. Becky and Jeff are both tall. So you can understand why J.C. sits about 6'8". He's a big dude. Andrews played basketball against him. And uh, J.C. certainly good basketball player, but also I know Texas A&M, I believe, offered, and I think it was Iowa that offered, and I saw it on Twitter. Jeff had posted that on Twitter, and I just sent a reply back, no, <laughs> he cannot go to Iowa. So, yeah, a couple of, uh, couple of big uh, guns over at Mount Zion, so we'll see if Illinois can get done with that. A 217 said, hopefully Haley can get the baby out by five so she can finally partake in the weekly drink. Cheers to Haley. Let's go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe uh, pipes could sneak in uh, some, uh, uh, you know, a shot or something for Haley to do after the baby's born. What the heck? That'd be awesome. All right. The other interview we have is Kevin Wigginton, and we know how important an offensive line is. Obviously, J.C. Davis from New Mexico is going to come in, probably play left tackle, maybe for Illinois at 6'5", 307. The other guy is Kevin Wigginton, who is 6'5", 320, played at Michigan State. So he's got some Big Ten credentials. We're going to let you hear Kevin Wigginton up to the top of the hour. Here he is. To be here these last couple weeks, oh, it's been great. Um, you know, I got here about three weeks ago, and just huge family feel. Uh, it's been amazing seeing you know all of my teammates welcome me and uh, welcome me with open arms. So it's uh, been great being here. Need some really great options. Why was Illinois the place you wanted Really, it starts with Coach B and Coach Miller. Um, you know, they made their interest known from the day I got in the portal. Um, you know, I have two teammates from high school, Owen Anderson and Zach Amlin, that, you know, play here. So kind of just, you know, I've always kept in touch with them and understanding the program and, you know, what they preach every day. I felt I'd be a, a really good fit here. seems like we hear from a lot of transfers that Coach B is early on in the recruiting process. Uh, what would that tell you about their interest when he's one of the first calls you hear from? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, I got in the portal, I think it was on a Monday, and I think my name was in at 8 a.m. and, like, 8.05. Coach B was calling, so it was, you know, not many. He was probably the, one of the only schools that did that. So when the head coach is calling, you know it's serious, and you know the interest is real. So um, that stood out to me and my family. And, and you know, we were looking for a school that it wasn't just a position coach. You know, you, you wanted the head coach to you know show interest. So 
made it real easy, uh, real easy decision after you know visiting and you know speaking with the whole staff. What stands out to you about the way they develop offensive linemen, uh, just in their past and, and what they've done here? Yeah, they've you know a long history of it. You know, going back to Coach B at Arkansas, and you know I can tell they have a plan. You know, not a lot of schools will just kind of just say like, do this, do that, but they give me a plan every day on what I need to do to get better. So it's been been very cool to just see uh, the progress and the process that it's going to take to to be a, a good lineman like I want to be. So what stood out to you about that plan, like the intricacies of developing offensive linemen that you um, I, I would say just the, the attention to detail, you know, um, starting with the weight room and, and, you know, we're on an eight-week program right now, just, you know, in there five days a week, six days a week. Um, you know, there's no stone left unturned. And, uh, it's been really cool to see how hands-on Coach B is. And, um, you know, he's going to make sure you understand what he expects out of you and what to expect out of him every single day. What research did you do into that? background of offensive line development? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, I started with Coach B and just understanding the schools he was at uh, prior and, and the linemen that came out of there. Um, and then same with Coach Miller. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to me. And, you know, they could have all the first-round picks or whatever. I still got to go do my job every day to hopefully be the next one. What was it like navigating the transfer portal and going back through the recruiting process all over again? Yeah, it was it was it was honestly really exciting because you know I missed out on the whole official visits and all that. So you know, just kind of I was during COVID, so um, just kind of getting to see the schools and, and understand their their pitch and you know just get a feel for the campus and the community. Um, Illinois stood out from the, the day I got here. Um, it, it was very clear this is where I wanted to be. How did the experience at Michigan State help you grow and getting some significant snaps in the Big Ten too? Yeah, it, it definitely very uh, helped me a lot. Um, you know, playing in the Big Ten, is, I think it's the best conference in the country. Um, you know, it takes a special player to play here, and not only play here, but to be dominant in this, uh, in this conference. So um, it's given me a lot of confidence, you know, confident in my ability, but also understand I got a way to go. And, um, you know, Coach B and Coach Miller and Coach Tank in the weight room, those are the people I need to surround myself with to, to put my best product out there. Kevin, um, we've always heard about the official visit at Illinois. Um, they tend to get a lot of commitments the day, the day after or a couple days after. What, what to you stood out about this visit for you? Um, I would say um, just really the how much they pursued me and how much they wanted me. It was clear from the day I got on campus. Um, you know, I got to speak with Max Rosenthal, who played at Michigan State, and, you know, Art Zatowski, who's from New Jersey. So they gave me a lot of people who perspective was a big thing and understanding what it would be like if I did come here. Um, it made it a really easy decision, you know, and just being around Champaign and, you know, Chicago, it, just, it was a huge attraction. Um, prior to me even visiting, but once I visited, it kind of solidified. I knew this is where I wanted to be. Obviously, a lot of opportunity on this line. Where do you see yourself fitting in, and, and how much of that is a is a big excitement for you to know that you come in and you know make a big impact? Um, you know, I think we have a great room. You know, we have 20 guys in there, and, and they've been you know welcoming me with open arms. Um, you know, Josh Cruz has been a great person for me to lean on and just you know help me understand just understand the playbook and you know how they do things here. Um, but it's exciting, you know. Um, I think we have a, I think we have a room that could really get it done this year, um, and, and we're, we understand that the whole team understands that that it starts up front. So every day we're attacking and we're trying to be the best we can. Is your birthday in February? Well, get ready to rev up the celebration. Clay Dooley Tire and Auto is giving you a free oil change during your birthday month. That's right, a special treat to keep your wheels spinning smoothly as you celebrate another fantastic year. Don't miss out on this incredible birthday offer. Schedule your complimentary oil change at either the Champaign or Bloomington locations. Since 1917, Clay Dooley Tire and Auto has been your go-to for driving with confidence. 